Have you ever felt pressure to live by someone else's rules? Follow someone else's agenda. Ultimately, spend your time building someone else's dreams. Well, let's have ourselves a pocket-sized pep talk because you're about to hear from a guest who lived that statement and did something about it. A pocket-sized pep talk, the podcast that can help energize your business and your life with a quick, inspiring message. Now, here's your host, Rob Jollis. Today's guest, Carolina Billings, is an executive social impact entrepreneur with 15 plus years of C-suite leadership experience and is the founder of Powerful Women Today, a boutique accelerator for the empowerment and optimization of women's status, global leadership, and personal success. And if that isn't enough for you, she's a published author of four number one international best-selling books, including Awaken Your Emotional and Financial Independence. That's the one we may talk about a little bit today. We're glad to have you with us. and Welcome to the show, Carolina. Thank you, Rob. Pleasure to be here. Well, it's a pleasure to have you. So we'll dive right in. And normally I start by hearing about a book, but with you, because I jumped on your <laughs> website and I did a little bit of work here. I mm. think I'd like to start with a question that I ask in sales every now and then. And it sure. goes like this. Everybody has a story. I want to hear yours. Oh, wow. Okay. So uh, you want to hear my story or I do. In today's? Or, okay. Just so your story. story. We're gonna, I think it'll lead Certainly. us to today. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly. Um, so I am uh, Canadian. Uh, I have adopted uh, Canada as my homeland, but I am originally from Latin America. So that informs a lot about, um, you know, my, my uh, belief system, you know, what you grew up uh, believing that that can or cannot be done. So I often say, and I even refer to in my book, that I'm not a um, rags to riches story. I'm actually the reverse. I'm a riches to rags story uh, three times over, and each time claiming more of my freedom and independence along the way. So um, I have you know i was a a, a corporate c-suite um you know i've i've had the blessing of um always being a hard worker and uh and have been recognized for my efforts so i climbed the corporate ladder and i made it to partner in a multi-million dollar company and uh on paper i was doing great right it's like you know i had the dream job check check i you know, I was married, I was in the right neighborhood, uh, you know, my son was doing great, and everything was doing wonderful. But yet, something was still missing. And, and it wasn't missing enough, it was whispering, right? Like it wasn't screaming, it was just whispering. And um, I got married very early on. And uh, that's why I mentioned a little bit of the Latin <laughs> heritage is, uh, you know, we at the time of my generation were taught that you got married young, right? So I got married when I was 22, because it just seemed like a genius idea. So let's time travel 20 years later, and I'm 40 years old, and I've already been married for 18 years, right? Um, and um in, 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 you know, I came to a point in my life, there was actually a, a birthday celebration um, for my 40th birthday, that I was looking at, um, at the pictures of it, and something just didn't look right, right, like the sparkle, and I've always been a fairly dynamic individual, and, and that sparkle just wasn't there, right, and I just really had to take time to reflect and go, you know, what happened, right? Like I wanted to do all these things and and in the process, I've, I've landed, you know, at 40 years old and I can almost see to the rest of my life, right? The way that I'm going. And, and in, the, in the traditional marriage that I was in, there was also someone else telling me how it was all going to unfold, right? And I was going, but, but there's so many things I want to do, right? So, um one thing led led to another and I decided you know what I I value our relationship but I think I need to grow up because I've spent all my adult years in in this relationship right and not being able to do all the things I wanted to do and and um you know it, it just 
it just wasn't working for me anymore. And it was very hard to explain to people because, you know, my family would say, was he a drinker? And it's like, no, he's not. It's like, is he cheating? It's like, no, he's not. He's actually a great provider, great father. We were 10 years apart. He was 10 years older. So, you know, he was at a point in his life where he was like a little bit winding down and thinking, you know, Freedom 55, where I'm thinking, Okay, but there's so much I still want to do, right? Like, I'm just getting started. And uh, it was just as simple as that, right? Like, you know, it, it was just, it was just a fork in the road. Right. And um, I, I I don't know from where, because I, I value, I'm a lover, not a fighter. So I, I actually have a master's in conflict resolution because I don't like conflict, right? So I don't know where I got the strength to say, you know what? I think I got to go, right? I just got to go. And and it's not anybody else. It's not, you know, it's nothing you've done is me. So, you know, you don't need to lose your home. You don't need to, like, you don't need, you don't even need to lose 50% of your assets. Like, I just went out. I just, just, I'll buy my freedom, right? right. And, um, and, you know, he thought about it and, and he just didn't understand. And he's like, He's like, but, you know, but there's nothing wrong. And I said, you know, we're not happy. You just, you don't know. You don't know how this is not how it's supposed to be. Right. 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 And uh, anyway, so somehow I, I, I found my way to walk out of, you know, security, right out onto my own for the first time in my life it was a little bit of an i love lucy meet survivor right because i had never oh, what a great book title that would be oh i'm yeah. telling you it was we were literally friends and, and i were like googling how do you right like how do you i don't know clean the filtering the watching machine like just absolutely Finding what I could do, right? And, you know, as I said, I have been very successful. I had a good education. I, at the time, I was a CFO, CHRO of, of a multi-million dollar company. And uh, so I did not know what I did not know. So I was an accountant by day. And yet I didn't even know where the bills came from. Like, who's, and, and, and I know it's hard to believe because some people meet me, it's like, how is that possible? And I said, trust me, it's possible. When you're in a relationship where one person decides to take care of everything and you surrender your independence, right? You don't know what you don't know. Yeah, right? but you know, so, Carolina, Carolina, part of the story, now, I, now I'm starting to already put pieces <laughs> together as to when I wiz, visited your website and I see that you're helping to empower women and, and get them to feel uh, financially and I think emotionally free. That's, that's, what, that's why I don't think I've ever started 200 and something podcasts, but the question I asked you, but I thought <laughs> to myself as I was prepping for you, I thought, I know there's a story here. Yes, and you are not disappointing. So I'm gonna Thank I'm gonna you. sit back and listen <laughs> to more. But we're gonna get to the book, folks, and everything else. But we got a minute or two more of this because, just like a book doesn't fall out of the sky, it tends yeah. you you don't find the book. The book finds you. Yes, you didn't find yes. this. This this found you. You know, this is a calling, and and that's how we are successful. It's it's hard for somebody to say, "Here, I have an idea for you. You go run with it." Now you got a it's got to burn in your belly. It's and I'm here. Yeah, it. yeah. You know what? Because that whisper begins to scream, right? Yeah. And um, so, so I was out on my own. And, you know, uh, I mentioned rags to riches three times. So I'm fortunate to have come from, from a family of, of means in Latin America. And I did walk away from that because I was not independently wealthy. My family, you know, was well mm -hmm. off by moving to Canada, right? So that's the first. Then I walked away from security. From you know the the on the ledger every I had everything I could have possibly asked for right, right. and I walked away from that right again and uh, and what I the first thing I found out when I was out on my own is that I couldn't afford myself it's like the lifestyle you know the money petties purses all these you know material things I could not support on my own right the first thing is like you know we need to go back <laughs> like to basics right and have that that prioritizing and really decode your value system, mm -hmm. right? Like, why am I doing this? So um, I, I was part of a book club and, uh, and it was a, a whole bunch of, 
like really successful, really classy, you know, ladies. And uh, we began, I was the first one to get divorced. Right. And, and not, not they all, they not all have, um, some of them are still happily married. Some, you know, relationships have come to their natural conclusion. And, uh, so we would be sitting in my living room and we begin to speak about all those dreams that we left behind. Right. Like, because they, everybody was so curious. It's like, why did you walk away? Why did you not fight forever? Like, because I didn't need to, like, I don't need to. I just like, I know I can rebuild, right? It's like, I just need startup capital and I'll rebuild it. It's, it's all good, right? And because uh, when nothing's certain, everything's possible. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to bring that, that fighting energy into my new life, right? Nor did I want it to be part of my son's life because I, I do have one child. Well, he's a grown gentleman now, but you know, at the time he was a teenager. And um, so to make long story short, we began to facilitate this circle, right? And, and we were all professionals. So we had, um, you know, project management skills and things like that, right? So we began to say like, okay, so if you could do over or if you had a chance to pick up where you left off, not necessarily do over because we all valued our children and, you know, some of the things that came along right, with it. Right, right, right. What, what did you leave behind that you wish you hadn't? And all the ladies began to speak. And what I noticed is that they spoke with such longing and such nostalgia, right, about what they always thought they would do or, or have. And, and the, the, the thing that moved me was that they were such doable things. Like somebody wanted to write a novel or somebody wanted to go to the Galapagos Island, go to Kilimanjaro or, you know, all these things, right? Like write their own book, things like that. And, um, and we're going to, what's stopping you? You would have, a, especially in, in today's day and, you know, in today's technology, right? Like, you want to have a web TV show done. You want to sing or have your own record done. You want to publish your book done. So what is stopping you? And it really came down. We would begin to drill and drill and drill. They say that if you ask someone why three times, they'll break your heart. And it all became about all these not putting themselves first. Right. And so the circle began to grow <laughs> and, and then we were like, you know, a square circle, rectangle circle. We just couldn't fit that many people in. So we decided we were going to have a conference in, in, in I was going to call it Powerful Women Today. Claim your power, right? Do right. what you need to do. Just in, in a, back again, I'm, I'm Hispanic. So we all have a little bit inner Che Guevara in us. We're born revolutionaries. So like, you know, claim your power. Like this needs to be a movement. Like people need to have, we're intelligent women for Pete's sakes, right? So we in January, almost seven years ago, we know I was still working. Like this wasn't a business, right? So seven years ago, uh, we decided, you know what? We've attended a million conferences. We'll just go to the Hilton. Here's a plug for the Hilton. We'll go to the Hilton locally, locally, and they'll take care of everything. We just need a room for 25 women. So let's aim for 25 people, right? That that are also feeling that need to of self-validation, right? Not somebody else's, but self. And over a hundred women showed up. And we were like charging for the ticket, like we had no idea what we were doing. We were just doing it, right? And a hundred women showed up. And uh, so we left it all on the mat, all about emotional and financial independence. And the thing that a lot of people misunderstand when I say financial independence is that they think I mean, have a lot of money, right? And it's not that. Actually, the more money you have, the more financially dependent you are of whatever generates that money. Hmm. So say you're you know, a law partner, right? And you're earning half a million dollars. Well, you're going to keep, because then your, your entire lifestyle, back to the I, first thing I realized that I couldn't afford myself, right? Um, back, to, back to that. So to maintain the lifestyle that you set in motion, now you cannot afford to quit. Now you begin to sometimes compromise your values. So now you're not attending your children's recitals because you need to earn half a million dollars. Right. Now you perhaps are not having dinner with your husband because you have to make a million dollars right and you actually become more financially dependent than say somebody that's making thirty thousand dollars a year right because there's more jobs like that right. and uh so so it begins so it was a reframing right 
of emotional independence, what does that mean? Means setting boundaries. Means, you know what? What somebody else thinks of you is none of your business. Do what's right for you. It's one life. Right. right? Right? And be ethical and be take responsibility for your life. It's not the patriarchy. It's not the men. Whatever's stopping you is you. Let's face that. Right. Right. So this message started to to just like go and go and, and back to that one day that 100 women showed up, I get excited. So I'm like already future planning, right? So I said to them, okay, so next year, we're going to meet right here. And we're going to set an intention of things that we want to do that will show that we're putting ourselves first. In a year from now, we're going to meet here and we're going to share our experience, right? So this woman stands up from the audience and says, you know, and I will sponsor you every step of the way. And I'm going, okay, I don't know who you are, but thank you. You're my <laughs> right? new best friend, but yes, he thank you. He ended up being the vice president, one of the vice presidents, because there's many, of one of the local banks in Canada. And for the first five years, when, when Powerful Women Today was a social, just a social impact movement, they sponsor us every step of the way. And, uh, and it just grew and it grew and it grew. And it wasn't a business. It was just a movement, right? And it, it was yeah. just resonating with so many people. Right. So so then it just, uh, so the book. Oh, wait a minute, <laughs> slow down. We'll get to the book. book in a second. I just want to pick okay. that apart a little bit. <laughs> well, it's nice having you on the show and we'll see you again next week. No, wow, that's some story. Now I'll be careful with that question next time. You are, um, first of all, you're a delight. Uh, what a bundle of energy you are. And nobody out energies Rob Jollis until I met you. Okay. So I, I'm oh, sitting here going, boy, spirit. that's some energy there. <laughs> Fantastic. Lots of lots of things here. You know, one thing you said, I'm, I'm going back. It's just a phrase that you said. It's probably something you say a lot. I just didn't want it to get lost in the sauce. You said, when nothing is certain, anything is possible. possible. Love, did you create did, that? Didn't it? Yeah, no, no, I read it. I read a lot. So a lot uh -huh. of times I, I'm not quite sure where it came from. Right, right. But did the pandemic showed us that? Absolutely. We were living in this world of certainty, right? We were asking new recruits, where are you going to be three years from now? Where are you going to be five years from now? Well, all those people in 2019 that got asked that question. In my living <laughs> room. Out the door. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> right, in quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> Social isolation. Uh, so it, yeah. it's just that need, right? And, and, you know, everybody's afraid of change. Everybody's afraid of all this. And it's like, but that's the very nature of, of a human existence. Change. We change every day. We have no guarantees of anything yeah. except this moment. But right? you know, Carolina, you know, from a sales perspective, do you know what the number one objection is for, for most people in this world? And I mean, I work with NASA, I work with banks, I work with, you, you, it doesn't matter, police officers, fear of change permeates yeah. everything. And so that fear of the unknown frequently outweighs the pain of the present. So we but isn't it exciting not knowing? Well, but you are the antidote for that. <laughs> in a sense, many of us are sitting here saying, I'm, I don't like where my life is leading. I don't like where my career is leading me. I don't like the things that I'm doing where that's leading me. And maybe if I change, things would get better. But what if they got worse? And so we sort of hunker down into that place until someone like you comes around, okay, and who shakes the tree a little bit and says, not on my watch, okay? <laughs> well, not on my watch, right? Like, yeah. you know, we only have one life. And it's like, why, like, why die with your song still in you, right? Like that's that's the main thing, and and it's conditioning, right? Is is just what we're taught, and 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 not even conditioning. That is our DNA. Right. We are literally wired to watch out for you know the woolly wolf tiger, right? Like the woolly tooth tiger, whatever. So, anyways, um, you know we are wired for safety. Yeah. And and that is why belonging to a community like Powerful Women Today is important because normally we listen to those who love us. Yes. Right? But those yes. who love us also want to protect us. Yeah. So if you go to your partner and you say, I want to quit my job and start a business. Yeah. You go, what are you talking about? Right? Right. But that's how that's how men do it. Yes. Why is that there so many CEOs? 
Well, yeah. Uh, and just from man's perspectives, you know, you know, 20 seconds of, of my story, I was a comfortable Xerox employee, actually on a fairly nice track for su some success. And um, both my father-in-law and father were alive at the time when I came home one day and said, I'm going to be leaving all that. And I'm going to go work in that closet over there. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to work in an office that's smaller than my bedroom. And because um, I um, I have a dream for something else. And, right. you know, I think one of from from my perspective, what helped me was thinking, you know, it's OK to fail at this. What's not OK is to sit back years from now and say I was too afraid to try. And you once we right, once we make a bargain like that and realize mm -hmm. that I can't fail, actually, uh, then it becomes a little bit easier to find the courage that you you speak of powerful women today tell me a little bit about that mm -hmm. so powerful women today began as, as that movement right right I, I just i'm an instant gratification kind of girl so that today had to be like now like right. if you're going to start a diet start it now like mm -hmm. not tomorrow not a week from now commit start living the dream now right so, so Powerful Women Today began to grow, 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 right? We were locally here in, in Toronto and it was a passion project. It was not monetized um, at all. Like in, um, in the last, we grew, so we were at it for about five years. We grew to three conferences in excess of 500 women a session, mm. right? So, and these were all like executives. These were all like, you know, career women. Uh, and we don't have a big entrepreneurial community for women in Toronto, like outside of uh, retail and, and hospitality. So there was just like a little bit of budding for that, right? Like there were just, it's just a budding movement. And um, so we were just like really rallying up, like be, live your less, live your best life, right? Show up as your best. And, uh, and that went with my own personal belief system, right? Like it was, you know, and, and also I was, I was leaving proof. Like I had the receipts, right? Like I, I, I'm not one of those people that will tell you, you can reach six figures in 20 minutes unless I've done it. Right. And I'll show you how, right? So we were going along, going along. And um, at the time I was, as I mentioned, a CFO, CHRO being one of the within the one percent earners in Canada and uh in some in I was working hard working hard and I made partner and it was it was not what I thought it was going to be right and it was just one of those things nobody was right nobody was wrong it was just one of those things that um, we were better at dating than marriage, right? I was just so, going to say, it's, uh, I'm getting ready for, it's not you, it's me. Yeah, it's not, it's, no, it was you. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, um, I had at the time sold a property. So I had uh, quite a bit of equity, liquidity. And, um, and I thought, you know what? I need to, I need to revive. I just need time to think, right? Like I just need time to think. So I took a sabbatical, like a six month sabbatical, finished my master's to start my PhD. And this was about five years ago. And I hit six figures in those six months. Because mm. a lot of the women that had attended the conferences found out I wasn't working and they reached out. It's like, would you coach me? Would you mentor me? What would you do with this? What would you do with that? Right? So I'm like, sure, I'll charge. <laughs> I was like, you know, I need some, a little bit of extra money. So like, no problem. Body value. And after yep. those six months, I never looked back. I hmm. figured I'll take a pay cut for me than be earning on someone else's dream. Right. Back to what you were talking about. Right. Right. Are and you still, are you actively third. coaching now? I do. I do. Okay. I have a, um, but, but I've gone bigger than that. Oh, of that. course okay keep so going in the, in the in the five years um the goal was to reach one million women and we've done it we wow. have had a, a positive impact in messaging like an impression exceeding a million uh, people through social media right so my my dissertation actually is in leveraging the aggregate which means you know leverage your network so i created this research which is our ecosystem that um you know when you come and you join in this consortium 
um, you're walking into a built-in network. So we have 500,000 followers, right? So we tend to do all of these multimedia, multimodality, interdisciplinary activities for visibility, impact, and legacy for this group of um, this group of um, entrepreneurs and consultants, and to reach the maximum amount of people. Because you know, if you reach one with the right from the heart, and, yep. and you you're really solving a problem for someone. Yeah. If you reach one, you've reached ten. Right. Because each person usually impacts at least ten people. Right. And if show them how, they will impact an extra 10. You do that 10 times, that cycle 10 times, we've exceeded the number of people on earth. Yeah, yeah. Well, you so hit it's it, about you, movements, yes. Sir. Yeah, yeah. I know you, you, you hit on a big piece when, you're, when you can solve a problem. Uh, yeah. That's, that, you know, I think a lot of people miss that, Carolina. I think they want to tell you about a solution but they don't understand that. No, that's not what people really want. They want you to help them solve a problem. And then you earn the right to get to the solution, just sort of like a coach, but we're not solving anything yet. I, we have to understand what the problem is. And so many people miss that along the and way. When people say, how much should I charge? It's like, well, what's the cost of the problem? Right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> what will your solution avoid right? right how much people either through opportunities through loss of opportunity or through actual outright losses are people incurring maybe it's a fifty thousand dollar loss and you're only charging what 250 an hour 500 an hour yeah. a smart person will do the math and go okay in five sessions i can go from here to here and you're giving me the gap of my fifty thousand dollar program for 250 or 2,500, you figure, right? And the more emotional the problem, the more they want your solution, the more they need your solution, right. or they're willing to consider it. Right, right. Right? And there's also that feeling that when you identify a problem, you're really helping humanity by showing them they're not alone. Right. There's no shame, because what you're feeling, there's at least a billion people going through what you're going through, right? Right. So right. it's compassion. No. Yeah. So you know, back, back to the book. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, no. Let's go back to the book. Uh, Let's go back to the book because you yeah. wanted to know. And this is really yeah. important for yeah. anybody who wants to write a book or, or thinks about it. So given my personality, I'm always questioning. I'm a seeker, right? Well, I'm a researcher. So fits the fits the mold. So you're a bunch of things. You're, you're also like just this bundle of energy, uh, I have to tell you. <laughs> Like I said, I'm not used to it. I'm the bundle of energy. How dare you? But continue I'm on, sorry. please. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. um, so, so yes. So my process is that I, whenever I make a major decision, right? Um, because when you make a major, back to change and, and all that, when you make a major decision, there's a lot of um, residue that, that, that stays with you, right? Whether you're conscious or unconscious about it. And uh, so I tend to ask myself, like when, if it's like a life altering, if it is buying a purse, you know, we're not talking, oh, well, sometimes. Anyways, um, I keep asking, did I do the right thing? And, you know, I keep kind of like a mental score. Like if I get more yeses out of no's, um, then, um, you know, I know I'm on the right track, right? So for almost 10 years, um, after my divorce, because that's kind of what started everything, right? I kept asking, did I do the right thing? Because there was a lot of responsibility. It upset a lot of people. I hurt a lot of people. And it had to be for something big, right? Like it couldn't be just like, oh, I'm not happy. So I'll stop being unhappy there. I'll come be unhappy here, right? Like it had to be for something. And uh, so I kept asking myself and I kept asking myself, all, you know, all that time. And meanwhile, you know, Remember, I took a buyout out of my marriage instead of fighting for 50%. I had like reinvested it and, and learned how to invest money and get excited about making money instead of spending money, especially for women. This is really important. So in that 10-year gap, I had rebuilt my, my seven-figure portfolio on my own, right? And, uh, and, and now I had a business. I had a community that was global, right? And yet I was still asking, you know, I'm still asking, did I do the right thing? And most days I would answer yes. Most days, the, you know, the, the more time passed on, the more yeses I got, right? And then 
in 2019, I got sick, like nothing big. Just, you know, I'm in Toronto, it's minus 500 in the winter, you get a cold. Like it's a, you know, it's almost like a tax, right? Like yeah. A health oh, yeah. tax, you oh, get yeah. a cold. And so I get a cold. And, uh, and it was between Christmas and New Year, so it was like down. And I thought, you know what? I've been carrying this book with me for I don't know how long, right? I want to write my book. And in about three weeks, I wrote what happened in those 10 years, right? Like everything, what did it mean to walk away? What, you know, calculating risk, building, rebuilding, right? Like the status of women, what's holding us back. And, And I was done in about three weeks. In, in awakening your emotional and financial independence was the result. As soon as I finished my book, I no longer felt the need to question, did I do the right thing? Right. Because I realized none of these would have existed. Yeah. None of it. Yeah. By not taking a leap of faith and trusting myself. You know, um, you bring up something important. You know, not everybody can write a book. So if people are listening right now, Look for the bigger message you just heard here, which is, uh, yep, you can certainly figure it out if you sit down and and, and pound out about 50,000 words, but (laughs) you don't have the 50,000 in you. I'm actually an advocate for journaling, and I uh, and I like journaling because uh, it's a little bit more, you know, you're talking and I'm an author, but I journal and I journal because sometimes I am working through things, but if I keep it in my head. I can only go so far on working that problem. But the moment we we sit down and say, you know what, I'm going to have a conversation with this laptop and I'm going to go where it, where I want to go. Those are the exciting writing moments. And that's where all of a sudden we begin when we don't think we have a lot to say. We do. When we have a lot to say, we actually don't have as much to say sometimes. It's usually funny how, the people that have a right, lot to say don't. Right. right. <laughs> Isn't that funny irony how, how that kind of works out? That's why. I tell people, you know, don't wait till you think you have a lot to say. Wait till you are just want to say something. Wait and and let it go from there. And 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 it's unconditional writing. You don't have to judge your writing. You just have to write. Uh, and um, it's fascinating because during that period, you're down. My goodness, look what you discovered. But a lot of us can discover things just by giving ourselves an opportunity, much like the way we work out in a gym or something, just on a regular basis to sit down and say, I'm go- I-, I might write a page, I might write a sentence, I might write a paragraph, but I'm going to write something and see where it takes you. And it's uh, after a few times, by the way, it gets easier. And I've got, uh, personally, I've got probably about 2,300 pages of journal entries through my career. Wow. And, and, and some of it isn't all that interesting, Carolina. But but the best parts you are the parts know. I thought I had very little to say that moment and something very profound came out. And, and mm-hmm. that's why writers write. So um, right. any, anyway, I'm not surprised to hear your story there. I, I think it's it's mm-hmm. almost a classic. Uh, I'm oh, surprised you had the energy oh, to do it while you were sick. But, well, but other than that, I, I couldn't do anything else. <laughs> right. That's interesting. Right. I couldn't do anything else. But then here's something for for all future authors. Right. Okay. You don't write a book alone. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's the writer, then it goes through editing, then it goes through, you know, proofreading, and it goes through all of this tumbling to polish it, right? So, you know, you're not, you're the talent. There's there's production, there's the technical, there's there's all of that before, especially if you're publishing to, to the public, right? Right. And so let's, so, so going back to that, so writing that book was not writing got it right i had everything the publishing of it was not a pleasant experience we figured we could do it better so um, powerful women today became a publishing house so you. one of the because we have a full ecosystem right? right so we are actually a publishing um a publishing press pwt publishing and we specialize in nonfiction for women because there needs to be more nonfiction written by women for women, right? Right. right. And, and back to what you were saying about 30,000 words is that, so we we do publish solo projects, but we also specialize our, our niche and our core back to leveraging the aggregate 
is anthology. And I'll tell you why they're really powerful. Is because you're writing and publishing one chapter at a time. So your chapters are sharp and concise. So by the time we put a book together of all your chapters, you've got a tight, concise, proof of monetization, proof of marketing, proof of, you know, that you are solving a problem by the right. time you're done. So it's a different type of, of publishing and writing for nonfiction. I, I, my life feels like fiction. It just, uh, we don't, we don't write fiction. Right. Right. Well, you you know, uh, go back on something you said where you sort of basically said it takes a village in a sense, right? Yes, There's exactly. a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, as somebody who is, you know, once you join the, the author club, which you've joined, then you also understand that part of being in that club means you're going to have a lot of people that are come, going to come up and say, it's been a dream of mine. How did you do it? What do you do? When do you do? And uh, one of the, you know, the secret sauce for me of writing has always been, and it follows your theory there, which is, the best way to write a book is to just freaking write it, meaning don't edit it while you write it. Don't mm -hmm. double back and fix it while you write it. Don't clean it while you let write it, it. Let it come. Let it right? come and just, just, just keep moving forward because it'll take you on a journey. You have no idea you're going to go on. But I bump into a lot of people, as do you, I'm guessing, who will tell you, you know, they've been working on a book. Well, gee, how long? Oh, for five years. How's it coming along? Well, and they're still in about the first chapter because they've rewritten the first chapter oh, yeah. 17 times. No, if, if anybody's listening, and I, I think we've got two authors lined up on this one, where we're telling you, I love your words for it. You're the talent. I'm going to use that, That's by right. the way. You're the talent. <laughs> Just you perform the writing. We got a, We got an army behind you. Uh, you're hearing from a, from a publisher right now who's telling you, we got the copy editor. We got the legal read. We got you covered. We got it. You, Chances you tell are us... we're going to even change the order exactly. of the story. So yeah. your first chapter may end up being the seventh chapter. Exactly. Right? Because we'll yeah. help you. Like like with, with Robin, with myself, and many others, it doesn't need to be us. Like, right. you know, there's so many people really championing your success. Right. Just remember so, that, right? Yeah. So like anything else you've just mentioned, um, you just have to try. You have to just say, well, mm -hmm. I, I'm going to go, you know, skin your knee a little bit. It happens to all of us. But um, I like the fact that we've got a, a, we're interviewing Carolina right now, who is a, who's got a publishing arm and looking for women. Um to, yes. For them to tell their story, uh, with the name. How do we get a hold of you and this publishing company? Oh, uh, powerfulwomentoday.com. I am extremely active on LinkedIn, okay, and uh, so you can always reach me. And actually, we just branched out even further because you got to keep pushing your limits, right? And we uh, just published Powerful Women Today magazine. So now we actually have a magazine. So if, even if you don't want to write a book and you want to start a blog at a time. Right. Yeah. And that is how, you know, Malcolm Gladwell writes his books. Right. They're just a, a summary of, of all his blogs. And there you got a book. Yeah. Right? Like you don't have to sit and write, you know, War and Peace on one sitting. Right. OK. Now I'm going to ask you a question and I yes. will tell you, uh, folks, pretty much every question I've asked so far, I came up with. I'm going to ask you a question okay. that you came up with just so I don't get yelled at when I ask the question. OK. okay and the sure. question is this. Why women? Why not everyone? Okay, but I, I stress strongly that was that's a question that you uh, that you like to answer. So I'd love to hear your answer. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. Um, there's a lot we can learn from men. A lot, and mm -hmm. uh, and, and in fact, um, uh, most of the most of the um, the the people that I come across because I've been blessed. A powerful one today has been a very sticky brand. And a lot of men just absolutely celebrate what we're doing. And the reason for women is because, you know, this whole, I'm here to serve, I'm here to give, I'm here to follow on my sword for, you know, for, for the world, right? Putting yourself last is not serving anyone. Right. And, uh, and, and really, you know, we need to a, take responsibility for our happiness take responsibility for our success, stop living your life by committee. No 
who you are. Know what is it you want. Know what it takes to get there and go for it. Right. You don't often need to say these things to men. Right. <laughs> you know, because they men just have... I don't know. It's a greater confidence or or, or a greater tolerance for risk. Well, um, we representing the men's society here, if I may, for a moment, <laughs> we got you. We got you fooled a little bit. Believe me, we're, a lot more of us are shaking in our shoes than you can imagine. But society says well, we're not allowed to show that. you that we're shaking in our shoes. So we're not quite it, as sure as, as yes. you may think we are. However. Uh, you know, I learned a valuable lesson. I remember when Black Lives Matter, first time I ever heard that statement. And I ignorantly, uh, but innocently, said to myself, well, gee, don't all lives matter? And I thought that was a very logical re reply until somebody compassionately sat me down and said, you're missing the point. Nobody said that all lives don't matter. But we're trying to focus on a percentage of the population that is systemically being That's forgotten right. or, or and underrepresented. Exactly. And once you yeah. understood that, you realized, well, then it, I can see that how that's almost rude to rephrase what somebody just said yeah. to say, forget you. What about the rest of us? No, that's we, not. Nobody's saying we're ignoring the rest of us. We're yeah, saying and it's coming we're from a place of innocence, right? It's, right? it's like a good looking person telling you it's what inside account is what's inside account. Right, right, right. right. Uh, you've kind of gone through <laughs> every door being open for you based on perhaps your looks. And, and I'm not right. saying counting anything else. It's just that is the culture we live in, right? right. right. So is yeah, we, we tend to see things through our filter. Yeah. Is you know, or saying things like, you know, like work hard and you'll achieve. Right. Working, we've got to be some of the hardest working foreigner. But right. it's not that, right? Is is the opportunity? I remember being um, at a meeting in, like, you know, the tallest floor of the highest tower or something like that, and um, and just it was an investors' uh, meeting, and there were all, very few women, like two or three women, like a hundred men or something like that. And uh, I remember just speaking with someone about powerful women today and how you know it need to be more women in the room. Like, where are all the women, right? And, uh, you know, this gentleman who, who extremely gracious, he owns um, like a, um, a company that produces um, CBD drinks. Um, but anyways, long story short, he says, well, I'll sponsor you. He says, well, thank you. <laughs> and I just thought, it's just about being in the room. Really? You know what I mean? Like, but, but what did it take? For, for me to be in the room with this person that had the means to do that, right? Yeah. If not everybody does. And right. and even even the Latin experience, right? right? I've been blessed that being Latin has been a source of amusement to me <laughs> throughout my entire life, right? right? A source of pride and amusement, self-amusement. Right. right. But for others, it's not the same. There's people being shot crossing rivers, right? So again, we tend to see the world through our filter. And in a real estate agent once told me something really profound. He didn't mean to, but it was very profound. He says, remember, nobody sees what you see. So when you're looking at homes, like, like you need to talk, you know, it, just because you see something doesn't mean I've seen it or I've seen it the same way. So you kind of have to walk me through these, right? Right. Because nobody sees what you see, because it inform it's informed by our experiences, right? right. And, and I can sit here and tell you, you know, yes, you can. You can rebuild a seven million portfolio in ten years, and you can, you know, walk away from, uh, you know, being a one person earner and and turn it around and make it happen on your own wits five years later. Right. But I'm right. not naive enough. A I work my bun off, right? But but I'm not naive enough for me to say that can be the experience for everyone. So right. a powerful woman today, what we do is our entire ecosystem tries to meet people where they're at. And know that it's a journey, right? If you've grown up in a family where you've always been put down, for me to say, yes, you can, you're gonna look at me like, on what planet 
you know what I mean? So, so, so it's a whole spectrum and it's a whole, um, that's what diversity is. It's not just the color of your skin, but it's how you grew up, what value systems were, you know, were shared with you that you've internalized that perhaps are not true is, you know, our, our entire, why are you afraid of change? Because right. maybe you value security so much because, you know, you haven't had it. Right. So just having that that ability to be compassionate and like you, like you, you were willing to self-reflect and say, how naive was it, right? That that I said that. Yeah, well, I had you some know? help. I had some help. I had some help because <laughs> I innocently kind of waded into the water because I truly just was just didn't have enough information. And, you know, you, you, you've lived this. So it's one of the reasons why, you know, as a professional speaker, I don't think I'll be speaking in front of your audience a whole lot because I haven't lived what that audience has lived. So when they go, so you really know how we feel? Sure, I've been reading up on it. That doesn't count. Okay? So No, but I'm sure there's, there's aspects of your life, you know, just sharing your, you know, you, you were willing to be vulnerable and say, listen, men are also, we're also figuring it out as we go. Right. 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 That alone is an insight for many men and many women. Right. 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 And, and even a powerful women today, because one of the biggest, if you're going to walk away, um, you know, from, from having heard this and, and we, if you're, if you're still here with us, we certainly appreciate it. Um, is that one of the things I love about empowerment is that it's not feminism. And, and it's not that I don't stand for feminism, but one of the things that empowerment does that is different than feminism is that empowerment lets you choose. Yeah. Feminism says no heels, no, <laughs> you know, right. no, no makeup, no these, no, and no, I don't need anybody telling me what to do. Thank you. Even well intended. Right. Where empowerment is from the inside out. And I always say to all of all of our audience, we have a lot of men that we actually have men mentor experts with Empowerful Women today. I saw some men on your website. I, I was I there. Know, I'm looking around. I know. Um, I said, I always say to them, you know, you we cannot create an army of women. We have to empower our brothers because they are our fathers, our partners, our sons. Like, how can you hate men? How can you hate men when I have a son? I have a father whom I love. What is it? Selective men? Like, there's forget about everything in the past. Focus on yourself. Focus on how you can be better yourself and empower empower others along the way. Right. You know? That is a that is a great place to bring this ship in for a landing, <laughs> as we say. My goodness. You, uh, you know, normally I, I have a whole bunch of questions. I'm not sure I got to my second question today, <laughs> um, but, but the idea of the conversation we're having is who cares about how many questions did we learn something today? And I have to tell you, I was taking notes left and right on this side because, um, <laughs> well, yeah, there's, there's, um, like I said, we, I don't think we wake up in the morning and go, let's see how we can, you know, bother another segment of the society. We just the, the term in training where you say you don't know what we don't know, that's referred to as unconscious incompetency. We, you know, yeah. that is the formal term for it. And yeah. it is, um, it's forgivable in a sense, because we don't know what we don't know. And that's why we have to have conversations like these. We need books like yours. We need groups you. like yours to help educate the rest of us. We're not opposed to being educated. We just don't know where to go for the information. And and it's people kind of like you are figuring mind, it out. Heart, right? yeah. Same with you. Like, you know, you're, you're doing good work, right? You're providing a platform for people like me mm -hmm. and uh, being open-minded about it. And, you know, it's funny when, um, and, and you just gave me a big aha, because uh, I was just speaking to, to a booking um, to my publicist, and I said, why is it that most of the podcasts that you keep booking me are men's podcasts? <laughs> and, uh, and she said, well, they seem really re like receptive to, to the messaging, right? And, and, uh, it, and I mean, we do get booked on, on women's podcasts as well, but I, I'm just, it's almost like a 50-50 and I was surprised. 
Right. But you know what? You just gave me that big insight that there's 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 a lot of work to be done on on both sides. Right? Yes. Yes. And uh, and I shouldn't I, I I should remember that. Right. That's right. That's yeah. Because many of us don't. Lesson. Yeah. I think we walk away. Both of us going. There's a lot of people who don't know what they don't know. You <laughs> We're know? walking away on a kumbaya. <laughs> well. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's why we write books from the from the heart, like you've written. Uh, give me the name of that book one more time. Awakening Your Emotional and Financial Independence. You can find it on Amazon. Actually, we're on Amazon, Walmart, Target, Books a Million, uh, Barnes and Noble, and um, in on our website, of course. Good. Wherever and on our website. magazine. Oh, okay. Where do we find that magazine? Right on your website? <laughs> on our website. There's okay. a tab called PWT Magazine, and the spring issue is coming in three weeks. Okay. So if you would like to be a contributor and, uh, you know, put an ad, put any 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 insight that makes the the world a better place, you can always reach out. And that's powerfulwomen.com. Powerfulwomentoday. Powerfulwomentoday.com. All right. So you know where to find her. She's on Amazon and every other online bookstore. You know where to find the magazine. It's all right on the website. Um, we, you really want to be her best friend. You're not only going to get the book, uh, but you're going to write a nice review on the book. That means a lot to the to us authors yeah, yeah. out there. So, uh, and uh, how do how would people get a hold of you personally? Just right through the website on, on LinkedIn. That's on the LinkedIn. best place to find me, and and all the links to how to connect with me Good. are um are on the on on my on the website. Perfect. Okay. So and we know how to just Carolina Billings. Yeah. On beautiful. LinkedIn. And we know how to. So now we know how to get a hold of her on the on LinkedIn as well. Uh, I want to tell you this, you're, you're delightful. It was a wonderful conversation. Oh, Thoroughly you. enjoyed it. Uh, you made my job easy. I could have gone out, had a hot dog, come back, but I wanted to hear it. So I couldn't leave. <laughs> Normally I'm working very hard on this side. You were, ooh, I didn't have to work so hard for it. I just had to say, everybody has a story. Get out of her way. And, uh, and yeah. away you went. Yeah. Beautiful job. Uh, thank you so thank much you. for being on the show. I'm grateful. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Well, we'll do it again as well as we can next time, everyone. Until then, <laughs> stay safe. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please rate and recommend it on iTunes, Outcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more information on this show and Rob at Jollis.com. <laughs>